Hi, and welcome to the Plug in America podcast. This is Sherry Boshert, and I'm here today with Mark Geller. We're both on the board of directors of Plug in America, and Mark is also one of the people I feature in my book, Plug in Hybrids, The Cars That Will Recharge America. Mark, why don't you tell our listeners how you got into electric cars in the first place? Hello. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Hi. Um, well, I, got, I first got into electric cars in around 2000 um, when my very old, funky, wonderful, but very polluting Citroen station wagon was on its last legs. And I was looking for an uh, equally cool car, uh, but was thinking I wanted something that didn't pollute as much and didn't contribute to the complications, the political complications of petroleum. In the 90s, we went through the wars, the war with Iraq, and it was clear in 2000, 2001 that we could be headed down this path again. And it occurred to me that you know electric cars, which I had heard about, and I knew that California had had required, but I had certainly not seen. It, I thought may, maybe that would be for me. And so I started to attempt to find out more about them. Information was somewhat hard to get, but uh, thanks to the web, I actually was able to to meet people who were leasing uh, these electric cars that had been produced in California and were very, very pleased with their cars. So um, though it, it, the problem was it was very difficult to get one. General Motors, Honda, Toyota all said, you know, there weren't any cars left. There was no way that we could get you a car. And out of the blue in 2000, 2001, I ran across the Ford Think City, a new little electric car that Ford was making to meet the mandate. And so I quickly went over to the Ford dealer and told them, because General Motors had told me no, Honda had told me no, I just told Ford, yes, I will take this car sight unseen. I had, was have, getting the feeling that if I didn't take this electric car that was suddenly available, I would never get an electric car. Well, you and I were both fortunate to get one of the Thinks, which were one of the later cars produced uh, before they started disappearing. And for people who don't know the story, you should see the movie Who Killed the Electric Car, which tells this whole story about how in 1990, the California Air Resources Board, the clean air regulators, passed what's called the Zero Emission Vehicle Mandate, the ZEV Mandate, which got thousands of cars on the road. And Mark and I both got one, the Ford Think City, which had a range of, what, 35 to 50 miles? How did that work for you? The car worked great for me. I mean, I found it definitely uh, had a range of between 40 and 50 miles. What I found was that I was so thrilled with the idea that I was driving without gasoline, that I was driving without a tailpipe, that I was driving without buying petroleum and contributing to the political complications of petroleum, that I was going to do everything I could to make this car work for me. And what I was surprised to find out, first of all, was that I didn't need a car that went hundreds and hundreds of miles because I very rarely went beyond about 50 miles. And because of the mandate, there are charging stations all over, all over California uh, where you can plug in your car. And it, with the money that I save driving my electric car, when I need to drive a long distance, I rent a car. No big deal. And, and I found, in fact, that, that the people who I was explaining my experience with my car as it was happening over time, they were very curious as well. So that if I needed, for example, to go to San, to, uh, San Jose, which is about 60 miles away, it was just outside of the range of the vehicle, or Sacramento, these people were very happy to loan me their car in exchange for the opportunity to drive my car, which of course they'd be able to drive around San Francisco and the Bay Area all day and never have to put any gasoline in. Now the sad part is you and I both lost our cars when the automakers sued the state, watered down the law, and they all took back these cars that they had only leased. They very seldom sold them. But 
you and I helped form Plug-in America along with like-minded drivers. And in the end, we saved more than 1,000 cars that are still out on the road. That was between 2003 and today. Well, today, Plug-in America is very active trying to get these cars back on the road. Tell us what Plug-in America has been doing. Well, Plug-in America has been meeting with the Air Resources Board, doing lobbying with the staff of the Air Resources Board, and intending to inform the public about the fact that this year, 2007, the Air Resources Board again is, is going to be revising the zero emission vehicle mandate and coming up with new regulations going forward. The, the zero emission vehicle mandate is what produced our cars. It was, as far as I, I'm concerned, very, very successful in that it proved to me and thousands of other people that battery electric vehicles could meet their needs, uh, providing them with transportation and uh, no need to use petroleum. Um, but come 2003, the uh, car makers had had tremendous influence on the uh, decisions of the Air Resources Board, and the Air Resources Board changed their mind about battery electric vehicles and uh, started to move in a different direction, uh, one that meant that instead of thousands and thousands of battery electric cars in the hands of real people, there were a few hundred research vehicles in the hands of universities and utilities. And that's because the ZEV mandate in 2003 was changed to emphasize hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles, which are the research projects that you're talking about. Yeah, basically they went from a car that was slightly more expensive perhaps than a gasoline car produced in small numbers to a car that was uh, you know, that's a million dollar car and that, you know, no one, and as well as being a million dollar car, there's no, uh, no fuel available. I mean, electricity, of course, which, you know, fuels battery electric vehicles is available in trillions of, uh, of outlets all over the state of California and, and the country. Well, no experts that I know of say that hydrogen fuel cell vehicles will be ready anytime soon. We're talking decades away. Meanwhile, we need to deal with global warming now. We need to get off of petroleum now for national security. One of the differences I see between 2003 and today is in 2003, Plug in America didn't exist yet really, and we were like deers caught in the headlights. It's like, oh no, you're taking our cars. No! <laughs> well, now we're working on the inside. We've been meeting with every single car board member. We've been meeting with the staff. This is a, a grassroots movement because we exist. The drivers are still here. So tell me about the difference between then with electric cars and, and now. What's Plug in America doing? Well, in, two, you know, in 2003, they were take, you know, cars were almost all gone. They were still taking away the cars. And the zero emission vehicle mandate was being revised by the state. And ultimately, it was, it was moved off of battery electric vehicles, which had supplied thousands of people with, with cars and was moving on to this sort of research program of the uh, fuel cell vehicles. But then it was very difficult to get people excited about this. Not very many people knew that we had our cars or that they were confiscating our cars. The environmental organizations were not being very active in our behalf. Well, since then, Plug in America has been formed, and, and these issues have come to the fore. And not only is Plug in America working quite closely with the Air Resources Board in an attempt to move them in a positive direction, but clearly, the, the, the country has caught up with these issues. People are very clear that um, both the pollution, global warming issues, as well as the, the, the political complications of petroleum dependence are, are moving people to really want something other than gasoline uh, and diesel-powered cars. 
and they are frustrated by the fact that you cannot today go into a dealership. Here we are in 2007. If you don't want to participate in this petroleum economy, you have no option as far as the car makers are concerned. And so we're working to bring back the day when you can walk into a dealership and lease or purchase uh, an electric car. One of the ways that you listeners can help is to go to the pluginamerica.org website. You have a lot of different steps you can take. Find one that suits you and follow it. One in particular that's timely right now is to send a postcard or a letter to the California Air Resources Board. CARB this year is revising its zero emission vehicle mandate, the ZEV mandate that got us these electric cars in the first place. So send a postcard to this address, California Air Resources Board, P.O. Box 2815, that's P.O. Box 2815, Sacramento, California, 95812, or download the postcard from pluginamerica.org. That way you can help us get these cars back on the road soon and give drivers options to drive cleaner, cheaper, domestic electric cars. Plug in America. This edition of the Plug in America podcast was produced by Sherry Boshert and edited by Joseph Fuentes, with music composed by Red Bennett. The Plug in America podcast is supported by listeners like you. For more information, go to pluginamerica.org or email us at podcast at pluginamerica.org. Plug in America.